Hello everyone and welcome to Box Office Receipts. I'm your host, Tyler Callahan, we got a lot of news from Hollywood this week. And the summer movie season rolls on, with Fast X releasing around the world. So let's start with the domestic top five. Opening in first place, no surprise, is Fast X with 67 million. Dropping down to second place is Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 with 32.7 million for a total of 267.2 million. In third place is the Super Mario Bros. movie, which keeps chugging along with 9.8 million for a total of 549.2 million. Fourth place was the book club, the next chapter with 3 million for a total of 13.1 million. And in fifth place was Evil Dead Rise with 2.4 million for a total of 64.1 million. So for Fast X, it opened just a little lower compared to the $70 million opening weekend F9 had back in 2021. The issue here is Fast X cost about $140 million more to make. So unless it legs it out domestically and internationally, it's going to lose money. Reviews have been mixed, but nothing too bad, so we'll see how it holds up. At the very least, if this does decent numbers, then it shows to Universal people are still interested in the franchise. They just need to rein in the budget. Obviously, some of it was COVID-related, uh, but still, it does need to come down for Fast 11. In China, Fast X opened in first place with $53.1 million for a total of $80.5 million. It should be noted it opened midweek, so it got an early head start. In second place was Godspeed with $10.6 million for a total of $139.4 million. Dropping to third place was Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 with $9.3 million for a total of $74.5 million. Fourth place was Too Beautiful to Lie, which debuted with $6.4 million. And in fifth place was Born to Fly with $4.1 million for a total of $115.8 million. So on paper, Fast X did good. Uh, becoming the biggest Hollywood film to debut there this year. However, compared to the rest of the franchise, not so great. For reference, F9 debuted in China back in 2021 with $128.2 million for a $215.3 million finish. Fast X will probably get to around $140-$150 million, but unless it does amazing, it is not hitting anywhere close to $200 million. And for the past few films, the franchise has relied heavily on China. So overall, in context of Hollywood films this year, it's great. In context of the franchise, not so much. Looking at the international numbers, Fast X made $251.4 million for a worldwide opening weekend of $319 million. That would be great if, again, it wasn't for the fact the budget is over $340 million. Uh, with that kind of budget, it needs to make like $800 million minimum to start seeing a profit at the box office. Will it do that? Going to be close. Uh, also, the opening weekend of Fast X, the franchise has passed the milestone of earning $7 billion worldwide, making the fifth franchise to do so. Others include the MCU, obviously, and the Wizarding World. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 made another $48.8 million for a worldwide total of $659.1 million. This film will at least make it to 800 million worldwide. Bill Dead Rise earned 3.4 million for a worldwide total of 141.1 million. And the Super Mario Bros. movie earned 17.1 million for a worldwide total of 1.24 billion. We sadly start off the news in Hollywood with a sudden death. 
Ray Stevenson has passed away at the age of 58. He died in Italy with no word on what happened. He has been in numerous films, including the Thor series RRR, as well as shows like Rome and Vikings. He is also set to appear in the upcoming Ahsoka show as well. 58 is still pretty young and sad to see. May he rest in peace and thoughts and prayers for his family during this time. Taking a look at the writer's strike, Deadline is exclusively reporting that Marvel Studios is pausing production for Thunderbolts. Filming was set to start in June in Atlanta, but now filming will start when the strike is over. This makes sense because, as mentioned before, yes, if they have a finished script, they can start filming, but they can't make any changes to the script during filming. If they want to wait until after the strike, then that doesn't become an issue. And it's not just Marvel films going on pause. Deadline reports that filming in Los Angeles is down 51.5% compared to this time last year. So while some things are still being filmed, the industry is starting to slow down significantly. As for some studio thoughts on the matter, Lionsgate CFO Jimmy Barge has said that they do not expect any financial impact from the strike, provided it's only three months. They have already calculated their finances based on a three-month writer strike, and with everything they have lined up, they can withstand that with no issue. This is based on how long it took for the last writer strike to end. I assume all the studios have factored in a sizable strike period into their financials. The question is, how do their financials hold if it goes longer than expected? Paramount is moving some of their animation films around. The animated Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle movie moves up two days from August 4th to August 2nd. It will now open up on a Wednesday. As for their upcoming Animated Transformers movie, Transformers 1, well, that is now leaving the summer window next year, being pushed from July to September 13th, 2024. Its main competition now will be Beetlejuice 2, coming out the weekend before it. Cineworld has announced that they expect to exit Chapter 11 bankruptcy on July 11th. This comes as the court has approved their restructured plan, and a majority of the lenders have also agreed to it as well. No word yet on if this means any further theaters being sold off, closed, or if there will be layoff. Hopefully, there won't be. In a casting update, Deadline is exclusively reporting that Gabrielle Basso is in talks to join Clint Eastwood's film Juror Number 2. You would know him from the lead role in The Night Agent, which has clearly become a breakout role for him. Over at the Cannes Film Festival, A24 announced that they have made deals for different territories in regards to distribution for their upcoming Holocaust film, The Zone of Interest. While they will be distributing it themselves in America, they have sold off distribution rights to countries including Italy, Germany, France, Japan, and Greece, among others, all with different distribution companies. We have a sale at Cannes, an exclusive from Deadline. They're reporting that Prime Video is buying the international rights to the Ice Road 2, Road to the Sky. This is a sequel to The Ice Road, starring Liam Neeson, which is on Netflix. The sequel does have Neeson returning and for about 17 million dollars prime video gets everything internationally except germany where a different distributor has bought the film from the article it's not clear if prime video will also get the domestic rights to the film i would think so like the first one's on netflix here and it's not like the sequel's going to go to theaters as for the film itself it'll be a while before it comes out as production is set to begin the first in the first quarter of 2024 in another exclusive from Deadline, Amazon and MGM have a new movie in development, and that is one focused on John Madden, the famous NFL coach and the name of the football game from EA. The film is set for theatrical release and will be directed by David O. Russell, with Will Ferrell circling the lead role as John Madden. If the budget on this is kept tight, I can see this working in theaters because Ferrell does still have some star power, 
Uh, I also hope this is played more like a normal drama biopic. Uh, we don't need a normal for uh, overacting like it's a comedy. Uh, I hope for his sake he changes it up a bit and plays it more seriously because he can do it. He's done it before, just not often. We actually have an update on the live-action Minecraft movie from Warner Brothers with Deadline exclusively reporting that Matt Berry is in talks to star opposite Jason Momoa, so he would be the main antagonist of the film. At this point, this has been in development for so long, I just want to see how they do a live-action Minecraft movie. It's still set to come out April 2025. Warner Brothers this week released a new trailer for Barbie, and it still looks good. Like, it's no Oscar winner or anything, but it does look like a great summer movie with some laughs. We start off VOD Premium this week with DirecTV, as we now know what will happen with the NFL Sunday ticket for commercial customers like restaurants and bars. This was the remaining question after YouTube TV bought the rights for the package from the NFL. So what happened is earlier this year, the NFL formed Everpass Media with the purpose of it to manage the distribution of Sunday ticket for commercial customers. And now, DirecTV has made a deal with Everpass Media to keep the rights to Sunday ticket and to continue selling it to commercial customers. This makes the most sense for everyone as a lot of commercial customers besides restaurants and bars, but including hotels and casinos, already have direct TV equipment set up for stuff like Sunday Ticket. This makes it real easy for them as they just have to renew their contract. And direct TV must be happy about this as they're able to keep some of that Sunday Ticket revenue coming in. Amazon has announced that Citadel has been renewed for a second season with David Well coming back as showrunner and Joe Russo will direct all episodes. The company also announced that Citadel has become the second most watched original series internationally. It has been noticeable that the show has been big in India and a few other countries, has not made much of an impact in the United States. For the show being renewed, it's not surprised that they are doing a second season. They're kind of forced to. Uh, with reports with how messy production was for the first season, along with a balloon the production cost and hyping it up as a new franchise with multiple local spin-offs. You can't just cancel all of it after one season. That would look like a massive failure. Uh, I hope they learn from their mistakes, make a stronger second season, a bit on budget, and if that works, they should be able to start production on the spinoffs. Starting this week, Netflix is bringing its password crackdown to the United States. As for the cost, it'll be $7.99 per month to add another user to the account if they do not live with you. While the focus is on the crackdown coming to the US, it is now also rolling out to a few other noticeable areas including the UK, Ireland, Hong Kong, and Australia. I'm looking forward to the next quarterly earnings report from them to see how much of an impact this has had on the company, positive or negative. While rare, we do have a Netflix film getting delayed. Lyft, starring Kevin Hart, was set to come out in August, has been pushed back to early next year, now coming out January 12th, 2024. No reason was given for the delay. Netflix also went shopping at Cannes with Deadline exclusively reporting that they have bought the North American rights to May-December. The film is directed by Todd Haynes and stars Julianne Moore and Natalie Portman. It is a bit odd that they only went with the North American rights, but to be fair, that alone cost them $11 million, so maybe they thought it wasn't worth the buy for the rest of the markets. From Paramount, we now know June 27th is the launch date of the updated Paramount Plus with Showtime service. Along with that, the company confirmed that the standalone Showtime app will be shut down by the end of the year. Comcast is launching a new streaming service for their Xfinity customers. The idea behind this is that as more people cut cable uh, but keep their internet, 
Comcast wants to offer a video package just for their internet customers. Called Now TV, it'll cost $20 per month and include 40 cable channels, 20 fast channels, and Peacock Premium with ads. The only downside to this package is that there are no sports included, but to be fair, that's how they're keeping the package cheap, and there are no local channels as well. I will say this is a smart offering as the channels provide a decent variety of content, plus with Peacock included, you're getting Universal's latest movies as well. I think a good amount of Xfinity customers will sign up for it if Comcast actually advertises it and lets them know it exists. And a big story this week is the launch of Max, the new streaming service from Warner Brothers Discovery taking over for HBO Max. There were a few technical issues the morning of the launch, but besides that, it has been mostly smooth. The HBO Max app is shutting down at the same time. So if a platform gets the Max app, then you'll have to use that going forward. It launches with three tiers, the Ad Light for $9.99, Ad Free for $15.99, and Ultimate Ad Free for $19.99. As of now, the company did keep its word on increasing the amount of 4K content for the Ultimate Ad Free tier, with over 1,000 movies and TV show episodes included. This includes previous content in 4K like The Last of Us and Game of Thrones, but now also includes the Harry Potter films, Matrix series, and the Dark Knight trilogy. They also announced going forward all new Warner Brothers films released will be in 4K when they hit max. Hopefully they continue to add more 4K content, because while 1000 is a huge increase from before, it's nowhere close to other services like Netflix. There was one controversy from the launch, and that is people noticed in the details of a show or movie, everyone who worked on it was listed under creators. It was not separated by directors, writers, producers, etc. This immediately drew ire from writers and directors, especially writers who are currently striking. The company did come out and apologize for the change and will work on reversing it back to what it was. feel like this is something that should have been caught before launch. Like, I don't think this was a malicious attempt to screw creators, just a mishap. As for content on Max, it looks like the upcoming HBO show The Idol will not be the powerhouse they were hoping for. The show premiered at Cannes and so far reviewers have been ripping it apart. Basically, this is not the normal HBO quality show to follow up from Succession, which is wrapping up. An exclusive from Variety, CNN is launching a fast channel in Europe called CNN Fast. The channel will feature short-form videos focused on international news. As for the countries getting it, those include Ireland, France, Germany, Belgium, and Denmark, among others. And if you are looking for new content to watch on Apple TV+, there is Platonic, starring Seth Rogen and Rose Byron. And on Disney+, Plus, there is American-born Chinese. And that is it for this episode of Box Office Receipts. If you want to follow me on Twitter or Facebook, links to those are in the show notes. Thank you for listening. See you next time.